You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Here we are, three top, three top, three top, one top, two top, three top. Three top. Three top. <laughs> Here we go. So... Let's get it started right away. Uh, we're going to do it again in our same order. There are three top right now is going to be Moana, mm. Millennials, mm. Swearing. Mm. That's bullshit. So, there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that exact one. There's our overview. Moana, Millennials, Swearing. Top one. Hayden, you got that? Moana. Moana. Let's me. go. What do you got? Because uh, you know that I'm the resident nerd. So, uh, recently watched Moana. And uh, I, I loved it. It's great. I mean, who doesn't love a good Disney Pixar movie? Uh, they do a good job with those. I, I mean, hadn't seen this one. you seen it, Malcolm? Yeah. So you've seen uh, it. All right. Oh, yeah. But it uh, it was a great movie. But uh, so, of course, with watching this movie, the first my where my brain goes is... Well, like, what exact time period and what exact people are they trying to, like, represent here? And so, of course, I have to, of course, do the research and figure this out on, like, what's going on with all this and what they're really trying to tell here in the store. What's the history behind this? And so it turns out um, what they're kind of trying to do in this movie is, like, represent what they call the Great Pause in Polynesian history. And so... They were like badasses. Let me just go ahead and start start with that. Like they these guys like they went from island to island to island like off great expanses of ocean. Like I mean just thousands of miles in wooden boats and made their way to different places. So they went far and wide. And then they just like stopped. Like total pause like that's why they call it the great pause, but just stop for like 2000 years. Like for don't no really, reason that they can come up with. That, see, the thing is, they don't really have any sort of evidence of what made them do it, and so it's one of those kind of like lore things. Like they don't really like have like, you know, it's it's not like a. There's no evidence of any particular one thing that made it happen, mm-hmm. but the point is, is they just stopped. You know, they didn't. You know, they got to all these really far off islands, and then they're just like, we're good, and just don't go anywhere else. Huh. And there's still many, many, many islands throughout the Pacific that are not, don't have people on them yet, but, you know, they're out there. But anyway, so they go like a solid 2,000 years without going anywhere new, and then all of a sudden, in like the, like, 1300s, like-ish, they just were like, hey, you know what, we're really good at sailing, let's go just sail some more. And then they just, at that point, it was when they were just like everywhere, like, North, south, everywhere in the Pacific, there was an island that people could live on. They found it, and they got people living on it. Just woke up one day saying, "Yeah, we can sail." And so, like the whole point of the movie is that they all like think that they're never supposed to leave the island, and then they end up leaving the island and realizing that they are like used to be sailors that sailed across the ocean and stuff, and and found new places. And but, so realized that they used to be sailors <laughs> how exactly do they just a little bit of disney magic okay yeah, I, was, I mean i was about to say like, like it's it's like you can just also, google it's, search your it's ancestry definitely magic magic is definitely the thing the ocean's alive 
Grandma dies, but she's alive. Huh. She I can't t- remember where they hid the boats, though. Like, like in a waterfall remember. or something? Is that what it was? Apparently the old people on the island knew what was going on. Yeah. Didn't make much sense to me that, like, apparently, what was it, like, what, 12 generations at least that they had, like, represented the movie? Like, she has to stack this rock on top of her dad's rock, and, you know, and that means each rock yeah. is the wow. next, is the previous king, becomes, and yeah. there's this giant stack of rocks, and he's like, one day, Moana, you got to put your rock up on here, mm-hmm. and... Obviously, just rep- showing you that they've been there a long time. What better way to do that than Disney? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, but they obviously show they've been there a long time. Is really what they were pointing out. Everything the light touches. Everything the light touches will be yours. <laughs> you don't go to that shadowy place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... So that, that's that's what the point of the movie was. Like Moana's mission in her life was to realize this dream or this destiny. I like guess she of had like this sailing. Inner, she had this like inner feeling, like she's just drawn to the ocean and mm-hmm. wants to be in the water and wants to go past. They, they say the reef. Like basically, they're in a tropical island. There's a reef around it, and they don't go any. They don't go past that. They just fish to there, and nobody leaves. And she's like, I want to go out there. Like, you know, that's like her thing. She wants to go, and everybody tells her she can't. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she goes on an adventure. And then the ocean starts talking to her. And yeah, I mean, that's called dehydration and sun exposure. <laughs> <laughs> that's not called Disney magic. <laughs> yeah, that, that's called hallucinogenic, you know, reactions from too much sun. Drinking salt water. I don't know. Yeah, oh, drinking a bunch of salt water. No, but it was good. The music's really good. Like that's one thing that Disney brings home in a lot of movies is is the music is yeah. good. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard like the, you know, the play Hamilton. You know, that's the big Broadway mm. hip hop play. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So the guy that wrote and produced that, he's the guy that did the music what for genius. Moana. What's his name? His name's Lin Manuel. Manuel something. I knew that it was Manuel Miranda. It's like a Lin hyphen Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he's incredible. But yeah, he's awesome. He's like, there's like a funny video of him on the internet, like hanging out at the White House with Obama. And he's like, Obama's like throwing up cue cards of topics. And he's just sitting there like, uh, like freestyle hip hop rapping to, to all the different cue cards Obama keeps throwing up at him. It's pretty funny. Huh. But yeah, he's great. He's been on like Sesame Street. He's hilarious. Nice. So Moana, is it like a family kids movie or is well, it just a everybody oh, yeah. type? Oh, it's it's good. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not scary. Or Did it strike a nerd chord in your head to make you want to go start researching Polynesian history? Oh, uh, like immediately. I yeah, mean, that's what I, I mean. Like I said before, like right off the bat, like I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna have to figure this one out." And so I've you know I've learned a lot of things. Like uh, the word Moana is like. Basically, in most Polynesian languages, Moana means ocean. So, ocean, Moana, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, um, oh, there was something else really cool that I learned. Now I can't remember. Shoot, it'll come back to me. Cool. When it comes to me, I'll, I'll let you know. But no, it's, uh, it's a, I mean, it was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Harding likes it. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's I like great. it too, but I'm probably going to lose it. 
all the street cred I ever had before <laughs> for saying that. If I had any street cred. Now, wh- who did you go see Moana with? <laughs> That's where you're going to lose uh, your street cred. His mom. By yourself? <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> no. <laughs> you went by yourself? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I went with friends. <clears throat> it was a group thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his cool excuse, so he can say he was forced into it. Right. Those <laughs> friends can remain nameless. I didn't pay for it. Shameless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hadn't seen it, but yeah, I I need to see it. I need to take Macy to see it. She has a oh, shirt DVD, with man. Moana. I think on it's it, so. it'd probably be on Netflix before you know it because Disney has that whole Netflix deal going on. So they there's ton, that's why if you haven't noticed there's tons of Disney stuff on Netflix these days. So. It's fun. How how funny is it that we can't watch a movie with our kids now without either challenging the historical significance of it or <laughs> starting to research yeah. it? Like, Go wait back a second. And watch Pocahontas, man. That movie's all full of it too. That's not right. John Smith didn't do that. Yeah, no, no. You right. want to know a couple truths about that? So I'd Pocahontas in she real life. No, doesn't. she marries totally. another guy. Yeah, marries a different dude. But the other big key detail is she's eleven. In real life, when all that goes down, perspective. <laughs> she's eleven, dies when she's like tw- gets married when she's like seventeen to a different guy, not John Smith, and dies when she's like twenty one. Mm-hmm. That's real life, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. But doesn't go all running frilicky through the forest singing about the earth and the moon and everything. Absolutely else. not. Yeah, that ain't how it went down. Not yeah, like, I mean, you and I talked once That's before about magic. it's just like Thomas Edison's one of the biggest jerks ever. <laughs> I know someone once told me that Transformers was based on a true story, and I believed it. Mm. Oh, how old were you? Was this like two years ago? High school. <laughs> wow. No, but I'm not. I'm I'm thinking like storyline based on a true story. I'm not thinking. Oh, all these Autobots came to life. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Okay, that's a little like, bit more fair. Okay, I I can kind of see it, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Just put your head between your knees. Might as well, <laughs> cry yourself to sleep on your huge pillow. <laughs> okay. So that's one top, two top millennials. What's two this? Top. What's this about millennials? So that's almost about like a curse air, word these off days. Air. Uh, the talk just keeps continuing. Um, and all the research I've done with statistics on oh, what's used monthly as far as social media goes, Facebook's number one by far. They I'm not surprised. 1.86 billion users monthly. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, with a B. B. That's like a fifth of the entire world. And Damn. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not either, though. How about that? I'm not either. Um, but their second highest one, could you guess what it is? If you had to think of all social media. Match.com. Wait, okay. It has it has a billion as well, but not as close. Twitter? YouTube. No, I was going to say YouTube is oh, only my next there, one. You do have accounts. Yeah, right. it's something that no one really considers. But it, yeah. YouTube is up there too, and then Twitter follows shortly after. But... I mean, it's incredible because a lot of the feedback we've been getting about podcast talk with millennials has been non-fit. People who say they don't use Facebook. Hate it. Hate it. I hate Facebook. I have a theory My that Facebook's going to knock out um, 
any sort of reunion. As far as family reunion goes, or even, yeah, mm. family reunion, or high school, college reunions, it's going to just kill them. The need for them, the, yeah. the surprise factor on, isn't there. On Facebook, you have those friends who you purposely reach out to, who you need to, or who your wives or husbands try and find out about their lives on Facebook, and you don't feel like you need to go to a reunion anymore to link up and see... Oh, these are your kids. They've grown up so big. Yada yada. I, I, now I don't know. I haven't been to a reunion. Uh, I mean, I didn't go to my ten-year reunion, but that was just because I was like, I mean, I just don't really. Care. Ten years kind of garbage, anyway. I just don't care. It's right either. at the twenty it's like, years where it's at. You feel like twenty or twenty-five be worth? Hell, having? I don't even know. Maybe, but wait. See, I don't live in the same hometown that I went to high school in either. So yeah, I think you feel the need to go back. I think it would be cool. At 20 years, not 10. Now, it may not be. It may be garbage still at 20 years. But the shock value is not going to be there with, oh, Susie Smith still looks the same as she did in high school. Or, you know, Jimmy Jones has 16 kids and has been in jail twice. Like, <laughs> it, that I would already know because of Facebook. I wouldn't be a surprise when I go back on my 20-year reunion and find out about these people like it used to be. So I think your what you said there has a little bit of credence in the fact that it at least takes away from the surprise factor, surprise yeah. factor and the really why you go there. I think it's going to take away a lot of people just going. I didn't go to my tenure. I didn't think it was a big deal. Granted, it was in Kansas and I was here, but hmm. I think it would be cool to go to my 20 year with my wife now that we've got two kids. Yeah. So. Out of all the social media, what do you use the most? Me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I simply get on there out of what I feel is somewhat necessity. <laughs> like, Instagram is Snap used. Face. Snap face. Yeah. Snap face. Instagram, I mean, Instagram's probably, probably used more often than any of the others, but I got that because of work. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, pushed to get it. You know, for for work purposes, and ended up kind of showing. I've I don't think I've even ever posted a single picture of myself. It's always been pictures of my kids. Yeah, and I I think it's just a little bit more fun because like Facebook turns like I Facebook's fine. You know, I use it, but like I'm not one of those people that's like sharing and posting and liking everything all day. Like I'm just not that in into it. But the one thing I like about Instagram is that it's just a picture. There's a comment to go with it, but it's just a picture. Mm -hmm. Like that's it just makes it so much more fluid and entertaining to just see if anybody's taken any cool pictures or done anything neat. And it's just cool. But there's how many people that use Instagram? Did you get that far on your numbers? Is it got the Monthly? B? Is it like what, three hundred million, something like that? Twitter's around three hundred and some million. Instagram is six hundred million. Okay. Dang. Monthly. So and Twitter was what? More than three hundred million. More than 300 million. But. 313. So 600 million compared to 1.8 billion that use Facebook. I think it's kind of funny. Your top, when you say the word millennial, it's kind of like the word millennial is almost a curse word these days to those people that would be or could be considered millennials. Yeah. Like you hear. What year do you see millennials starting as far as we go back? 
<clears throat> I've always thought 1980. I've always thought 1980 to 1996 or 97, whatever it was. Aiden. So let's take it a little farther back. So there's been... I actually was reading about this not that long ago, about there's actually quite a lot of discrepancy in what people designate as certain generations. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger ones that people really get angry about is like the the boomers, like whether the because it's like forty five to sixty five or something like that is like what year you're born, and so the obviously the people that are born directly after World War Two versus the people that were born pre Vietnam were already way different, like not the same kind of kids, and there's just so much difference in them that they want to just like refine it down to ten year segments. Mm-hmm. And so I think the exact same thing about millennials, like, cause like you said, it's around 1980, I think is the pretty average where most people say that that's when it starts, mm-hmm. but kids born between 1980 and 1990 are so much different than the kids that born from 1990 to like 2000. Mm-hmm. They just are like, oh, so, sure. so well, I'm different. born in 94 and I feel, I feel like I'm far different than any kid born in 99. Yeah, that's just how I feel. It it I mean it is. I mean, cuz like Wade and I grew up the, I mean, the internet existed kind of, you know. The internet like that we know it today. I mean, it didn't exist till we were probably I was in high school like pretty much. Like the social media aspect mm-hmm. had really begun and all that sort of thing like so I went my entire youth with you know landline phones and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like you know, I is it a, is it offensive being called a millennial to you? I don't even care. Like no, call me whatever you want to call me, but that's just that. But that is a total designate difference, like for sure. Like, but I think that it does carry a negative connotation because of all of the things you're describing, all all of the things that get grouped with such generational title social media mm-hmm. whatever you know you can name your social media facebook twitter whatever and that automatically gets grouped to millennial you hear millennial you think google you know there's there's all those things so i, I think that there's a i if we asked a bunch of people that were in our age range or in the millennial age range do you dislike being called a millennial yes or no what do you think it would turn out. I don't know. I say... I would almost give it a half and half. Yes. I don't know how much that would say 60-40 for... Not liking it. Not liking it. I could see that. I personally, I I don't like being considered a millennial. And I, I can't really tell you exactly why. Like, I just... Maybe it's because of what you were saying. You're born in 94, is that what you mm-hmm. said? And you feel like you're totally different from some kids that were born in 99. I was born in 82. I feel like I'm totally different from some kids that were born in especially 90, 91, let yeah. alone 95 or 92. So for us to be carried the same title, like it's kind of like we're, we're different. So I don't know if I dislike it because of I'm grouped with different people or if it's just because it doesn't describe me. But what's grouped with millennial, if Facebook is grouped with millennial – that's not me. <laughs> if social media is grouped with millennial, that's not me. So that's that's kind of, I guess, maybe why I personally 
would answer no to that question. I don't I don't necessarily like being considered one. And I I think it turns on what perspective you hear the question in. Hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. When I think of millennial I guess social media comes up first, but I also think of I don't know, just the way we started to use technology. Well and... that's that's what I called it before. Like it's it's the connected generation. Yeah. That's what millennials are. They're the they're the ones that harness that digital age Mm. and became it but that's not me (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying like that's why i say there should be a designation almost between like it shouldn't just be a one 20 year span millennials like the early millennials are way different than the later millennials just like i was using the example before the early boomers versus the late boomers are way different Mm. like way way different and so it's just you know it's it's hard to lump every it, it, you to pick any generation. It's hard to lump all twenty years of them to the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. without offending one or the other end of the spectrum. So I mean, I'm with you though. I mean, I, I just don't get offended. I'm just like I don't care. I'm that guy. I'm just like <laughs> call me whatever. Call me a yeah. I mean, I guess maybe offended is <laughs> is a bad way of putting because I'm not offended. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I am. I just don't consider myself one. Right. So just because I don't do those things, but. I think it's interesting. I think it's something you can ask a lot of people. So what does it take to be a millennial? Yeah. I was just thinking that. Like, what makes you a millennial? Is it simply the year you were born? Or, I mean, or is it certain behavioral? I think it's the year you were born, to be totally honest. Now, there's like the year that you were born, and then there's the average, the I guess to say, the median behaviors of said group. Mm-hmm. So like... That would be the definition, but it, thank you, you for the scientific. But you, breakdown. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be a like. Of course, it's the year you're born, duh. But like, I don't think there's like, like, just because you use social media doesn't make you a millennial. That might not be the biggest statistic of a millennial. Mm. Like if you actually were to survey millennials. Yeah, 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 I get, I, I agree, but if again, if you were to survey them, what makes you more of a millennial? Being born in 1982 or having Facebook? <laughs> Facebook. I'm, that's, that's a legitimate way to ask the question, because being you. born in 1982 makes you a millennial by definition, period. Yeah. Having Facebook does not. But the way it's viewed is that having Facebook, therefore, makes you having qualifications of being a millennial. I guess that's my only point. I follow you. Is there are, socially there are a lot of either things we do or things we think or things we believe, the ways we act that are associated with that title, and I just don't. I'm not a disruptor. <laughs> Millennials are disruptors for the most part. You know, think about Airbnb and all of the Uber and all the different companies mm-hmm. that come up that were just disruptive mm-hmm. in general. You know, I mean, then millennials just change stuff. I'm just not change. That's just not me, but. Anyway, I'm not... It's the coding generation. Yeah. Yeah, just doing it to do it. So, did you have anything else on millennials? I think that's all. That was good. Do millennials Two top. Millennials like to swear, actually. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, they actually... 66% of millennials say that they swear at work. Versus versus 52% of... Or 57% of baby boomers. Really? That admitted to swearing at work. So... Um, and I say that I, 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 yeah, the three top is swearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned actually on episode two about my favorite podcast being stuff you should know. Yeah. 
and an episode that these guys uh, did. So anything that I screw up, you can reference their podcast on swearing about the things that were exact. But um, things that I thought were interesting were really, I mean, it was a show about curse words, about cursing, really the difference between swear words and curse words and how there is a difference. We can use them one in the same for this topic, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, curses being a curse against a deity or uh, a god blasphemy Mm -hmm. type of thing. I curse this F this window kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm cursing that window Um, or uh, swears, which would be just like expletives, you know, something like it's like they're the they it's either has to do with a deity or has to do with the body part or bodily function. Yeah, which is amazing. All period across all languages. That's that's it. It's which crazy. As soon as I heard that, I was trying to you flip start through thinking, all of them, and you start you're like, wait a second, damn it, they are. Yeah. There's hardly anything that you can think of really? that isn't a body part, body function, or or has something, something to do of, with one that I thought yeah. he was I thought was hilarious was like zonks or like zoinks or something like that. Well, what was, was that? Zonks, what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zonks. Zoinks. Was like, like uh, God, that was like some sort of blasphemous word, like in hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. in the English language. Mm-hmm. Zoinks, like like what Scooby Doo says, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> well, it was funny when when I said swearing earlier, and and uh, the word bull. Yeah. The word bull used to not be acceptable years ago because it insinuated virility and a man mm-hmm. like a strong sexually yeah, active man and so the word bull wasn't something that you set out in in public so especially if you put it in front of something else yeah and said it, then it made that seem like that was a particularly egregious type of lie or a right. particularly egregious type of you know false thing that somebody said but the thing that was most interesting about it for me was how swearing they're words, right? But they're not. But they're not linked. They're not associated as words with your brain. Yeah, that was your brain part. elicits them as emotion mm-hmm. and relates to all swear words not as language but as motion. Like if I say the word to you, he said articulation. But if I say the word to you, computer, you your brain listens to the syllables of that word, checks it to your memory bank and in I your head. A computer. And you can picture a computer and or you can figure out the definition of the word I said. Right. But if I say F, then you don't, your brain relates that to an emotional response or some type of action Mm -hmm. as opposed to a word. So not necessarily an action, but an emotion. Like a perfect example is if I say F you, Wade, you know. You just take it as a, well, he just doesn't like me, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's that's what you hear when you. It's just like a, ugh, like a scoff. It's an offense. You My just, brain doesn't try to your find the definition go, of what you meant. Yeah, your brain doesn't go to me trying to bone you. <laughs> like, Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Like that's not where your brain goes. You take it as like a, just ah, he just said that negative noise to me that I don't like when people say to me. So that type of thing was kind of led them to think that language was born 
out of expletives that people would stub their toe or smash their foot with a rock back mm-hmm. in the day when they were trying to caveman when they were building the wheel yeah. you know and they smashed their toe and he yelled shit <laughs> or whatever yeah whatever that was the is. first uttered language wasn't an actual hey Hayden how are you yeah it, it that was how speaking was kind of born and that's how the brain associate associates associates it with emotion mm-hmm. as opposed to language so um but taking that a step further though like this this one of the big points they made that I thought was just like oh that's everything right there is so an example people with Tourette syndrome the you know they have tics mm-hmm. or at least it just depends all cases are different but you know some people yell out cuss words and the reason they're saying cuss words is because the cuss word is in the part of the brain that's not language it's in like reaction and response motor responses and so that's why people with Tourette's have sometimes people just have a tick you know or a twitch or something like that and some people yell the f word or mm-hmm. whatever it's because they all those things are in the same part of the brain. Or if people go into a coma and they come out of the coma and they comes out screaming curse words, mm-hmm. or someone that gets knocked out cold and they come to and the first thing that they do is start screaming curse words. It's because of that. It's because your brain locks them away in a different part of yeah. A different, a different hemisphere. Part of your brain talking. It's it's absolutely amazing as far as that's concerned. But then you take the, all that about how it's linked to emotion and then you take the social aspect of cursing and cursing in public or cursing in front of a group of friends or cursing in front of your colleagues at work and how it is or is not socially acceptable like how about this let me you hear one of your bosses curse in a meeting Mm -hmm. how does it make you feel makes you feel like oh he's a real dude like Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. I, I, I react the same way. The three of us would react that way. Some people might react like that makes me feel uncomfortable. It could also be she's a cool lady too. So correct. Just correct that. Real well, fast. yeah. I mean, this this person is on my level. They're trying to show that they're a human being just like I am and, and blah, 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 blah. So, but it's one side usually or the other. Some people, it's divisive. Some people feel very turned off by language like that. But when someone curses in a meeting in front of you, they're telling you something. You know, they're telling you something without telling you something. They're hitting those emotional responses because that's what they do to you. I see it as inclusiveness. Yeah. If I go to a big meeting and the guy that's given the presentation drops a couple of cuss words, and I'm not even talking like maliciously or being being vulgar, just drops a cuss word here or there, I feel included. I feel a little bit a kinship to the guy. So you know that I I think that it's super odd the way that the brain sees it that way Mm -hmm. and the way that it's received differently in cultures around the world from the types of cuss words that are acceptable to say to someone face to face or to say on TV um, the certain exclusions that are there regardless of culture like or how different they are I mean but all cultures have agreed that you keep the moms out of it yeah you know like (laughs) That's that that's funny. where you draw the line, you know. <laughs> or if you're in China, that 18th generation, yeah. <laughs> cursing your ancestors to the 18th generation. That that's, one was weird. That's that apparently was... the worst, you know, swear on the entire world. Like my question is, is how many people do you think know their family tree that far back? Well, you know, there's one, there's one worse, 
I think they said that it was in Sweden or somewhere. They the say canker. Word. Yeah. Can- canker is the word that they say, but that's basically like wishing cancer on somebody. Yeah. You're kidding. Think about if you said that in English to someone. Yeah. Instead of saying F you, it's like get I hope, cancer. I hope you get cancer. Yeah. No. <laughs> that there's I don't know that there's that's, anything worse. That's a threat. I would rather someone said F you to me fifteen million times than they said that. Like that's kind of the thing. Like these guys made a big old case about how F U is by far not the worst cuss word in the world and there are some so many people that put it up there as number one can never say it, can never I'm hear sorry, it. I'm sorry, but get cancer is probably worse. That's a whole worse. lot worse. That is not a not a good one. Of a swear than or a curse than than some of them. So uh, crazy, crazy, crazy episode. One last thing about it. They talked about, I think they called them minced oaths. And oh, on, yeah. on our first episode, Mr. Darn Tootin over Aww, here. Shucks. Yeah. Darn Tootin Hayden with his goat pen and uh, <laughs> Fiddle fiddle, sticks. fiddle sticks. And my wife the other day said, what in the hen fuzzy was that? <laughs> See, I've never heard of that one. And, uh, you know, things like shut the front door and oh, dadgummit. Yeah. You said mm-hmm. dadgummit, yeah. you know, so... Um, those are things that some people say, you know, just in a, they are related in the brain in the same way, mm-hmm. but they're more, more commonly used with mothers than they are with moms and females than they are with males. So yeah, I can see that. lots of different statistics that they rattled off that I don't want to screw up, you know, or misquote, but <laughs> I think any you of can those, look up your own facts. I think any of those I probably got from my own mom. I don't think I've gotten any of them from my dad. I, I can tell you once growing up in Kansas, I never once heard dadgummit until I moved here to Tennessee. Oh, well, shoot far. Dadgummit and shoot fire. Shoot far. Uh, yeah. So, what? I mean, <laughs> the, and then the what in the hen fuzzy. I mean, Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm all about fiddlesticks. That's my word. Like, oh, fiddlesticks. I'll, I'll, I'll actually say it sometimes when I actually would otherwise have said the F word and been like, fiddlesticks. Like, that's like real. I've really done that. I mean, it's, I don't know. I like train my brain because of Harding, I guess, you know, to try not to drop so many F bombs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I've said, oh, fudge before, but only on a handful of times. Oh, fudge is another one. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I, so my last two, three tops, I've, advise people go watch or listen to something so good. I'm trying to promote other people's business now you get people <laughs> to listen to ours so thanks thanks for listening to 3 Top guys we appreciate it um, we're going to hit you on the next episode hey everyone thanks for listening as always we love to hear your feedback do us a favor and go to your Facebook Instagram or Twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases like us at the Big Red Van Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old-fashioned email at thebigredvanpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.